Hare Krishna. Greetings from greetings from from Govardhan. I have one more one more week here. Um, and uh, it's been quite wonderful that. Um, we're making a kind of, a, a, it's unique. It's, I don't know, it's an ashram, a little, my place with some guest facilities that are really nice. And uh, this private guest house next door that's really never used, only when we ask for some rooms. So right now we have some students, friends from, the Middle East here, and uh, it's like breathing oxygen. We all had that experience being tied down by COVID, um, but especially there uh, in the Middle East where there's not freedom of religion. So we have a very wonderful program. And tonight for probably the second time in a year, I'm going to do something uncharacteristic of myself. We'll go to um, Barsana, which is only about 30 minutes away now with the roads that they are. We'll go to Barsana for an evening kirtan, which will last till about 11, 11.30. So I'm breaking my regulation. But I did that with Bhakti Began Goswami a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going with Vikram and the devotees from Iran and Rachel from America, and uh, we'll, we'll go there. Okay, um, still really haven't focused completely on a um, you know text, so. I'm just going to read from uh, Following the Angels by Bhakti Rashakar Srita Maharaj, um, a staunch follower of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and uh, uh, very chaste to his teachings. And uh, I mean, Prabhupada studied Bhagavad Gita when Prabhupada was a Grihasta. Prabhupada even asked him to be the president of ISKCON once but it wasn't his mood. His mood was his, his thoughts to conceptualize and express thought. Ramsaki, how was your visit to Radhakun today? Wonderful. It was? But what time did you get back? Half an hour ago. Half an hour ago. Oh, okay. You may be tired tonight. Okay. 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 What? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Taksur and Malatamyena, Tasmai Sri Guruvay Namaha, 
श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्टम स्थापितमेन भूतले स्वयं रूपाकदाति सांशकल्पतुभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभु निनंद सियाद्वैत गदाधार श्रीवास अधिघोर भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे सो आई जस्ट रीड फ्रॉम वेयर आई कम एट योग माया कम्स एंड इन्फ्लुएंसेस अस and by the magic touch of that affectionate hand we're taken into the land of our dreams very very poetic but uh, there's a really interesting philosophical concept is that <clears throat> our 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 independence is very minute that's why it says in the gita prakriti kriyamanani गुनाय कामानी सावेशा प्रकृति क्रियमानानी गुनाय कामानी अहंकार उमुरात्मा कर्तहमिति यत् the 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 soul under the modes of material nature moves helplessly so we have some volition or choice and according to that volition or choice we're put into one energy or another we are put into the material energy or the spiritual energy the material energy facilitates the illusion that i am the enjoyer and controller because it is an illusion it's maya <laughs> and the spiritual energy facilitates the conception the true conception that i am a servant of krishna so we have to be controlled by god's energy it's just a question of what that volition or will is um we have this idea that we're the center and we want to control and enjoy uh and that's an illusion and it's facilitated by god's illusory potency and it disconnects us from the real self we have the illusion that when i control and enjoy i will be happy but it's disconnected from love so we can't be happy so the real happiness is when we are in the conception that we're the servant of god and and in the the, the conception i'm the enjoyer controller the idea is is that my desire rules and that's our our conception material conception my desire should rule 
because my desire is to control and to enjoy. And the spiritual conception is, or even a material conception of, of character and love, is that service means the desire of someone else becomes prominent. That's what love is. Love is, you want to serve, you serve. So in one sense, there's this sense that when you're a servant, that you're controlled. In one sense, you're controlled, but, but, but what are you controlled by? Not just the desire of God, but you're controlled by your love. And therefore, there's this sense when you reach that realm of pure love that um, you're just moving effortlessly because there's a complete alignment with what you want and what reality is. When you want to be the desire of, of when you want to be the servant of Krishna, you can have that immediately because that's within our power. But if you want to be the enjoyer and controller, you're going to fail. And therefore, it's always a struggle. One, because it's, it, 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 we're not. And even if we have an illusion that we are, we have some temporary control, it's antithetical to the self. So it, it's not fulfilling because I say, Rasa Vaisa, the Upanishads, that, that the ultimate reality is love. The ultimate happiness is love. And what does that mean? It means you're moving by the desire of another. And, and, and that other is God. So you can have that position anytime. And when you're in that position of true love, universal love, then there's real happiness. So therefore he says here, yoga maya comes and influences us when we deeply want to serve God. Then yoga maya comes and influences us and we enter into kind of an energy, go with the flow. You're just moving. You're not interested in controlling you're just moving according to God's will. It, 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 it's, and, 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 and this energy flows through your heart. And it's a complete relief. It's a complete relief. Because you don't have to control anymore. It's very, very natural. You are there where you want to be. And where you want to be is where, where God's will is. And you want to be in harmony with that. And this energy is just moving you in that. I feel not, not on a very high level, but sometimes here in, in Vrindavan, when we're, we're just going out, we're having kirtans. And um, you feel a kind of bhav. It's a consciousness that you can live in. And when you have that consciousness, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you do. Of course, it matters what you do, 
But what are you doing? You're serving God. And then life becomes very, very effortless. I describe in Vrindavan, I like to think of analogies, but I describe in Vrindavan, it's a very interesting phenomenon how Vrindavan can be the best place or it can be the worst place in one sense. There's an energy, it's kind of like if you look at a sailboat and there's an energy, that there's a wind that's blowing east and you're on a sailboat, then if you're moving in that direction, it's very, very effortless. You just have to relax and you're going in the direction you want and it's very, very pleasant. So it's like that here in Vrindavan, when you move in the direction of service to Krishna, you can relax. <laughs> because your desire is being fulfilled and, and it's effortless here. But that same energy that's facilitating you, when there is ego in Vrindavan, when you want to be the controller and enjoyer, so it's like the sailboat, if you want to go against the wind, it's the same, it's not the fault of the wind, you've turned in the wrong direction. And that's the story of our lives. It's not God, we're turning in the wrong direction, therefore we're suffering. So you turn, it's very difficult. That same energy, that same energy that's so pleasant here, that's Bob and moving you in the right direction, So here he's described the land of our dreams because what is the land of our dreams? The land of our dreams is specifically this. It's the land of love. We're not controlling. We're not trying to enjoy in that way. We've surrendered to the will of God. We want to serve God's will. And that will manifests constantly in our heart. Tesham satatayuktanam bhajratam priti purvakam for one who worships me with faith and devotion, I give them the knowledge by which they go come back to me. So he's, he's going to talk about this in very poetic terms, what happens when you make that choice. When it's just a choice you make based on an understanding that this is actually the best thing and I have some experience or taste of it, and I'm gonna move in that direction. Today, Krishna, from this day, I am yours. And what happens? You go, <laughs> the energy, you're entering into that energy of love, the world of love, the movement of love. And that's the, that's the world of our dreams not the world where I'm trying to control and enjoy and I'm not. That's a constant struggle. We're going against our nature. We're going against the harmony of God's loving energy. So he's talking about this, that that energy takes us in, in a particular direction. Yoga Maya comes and influences us by the magic touch of that affectionate hand we are, we, he, we are taken into the land of our dreams. 
It is a land where we, we self-forgetfully engage ourselves, jnana, shunya, bhakti, all affection. Not self, what it means is, is there's no more calculation. It's just affectionate love. A mother and a child, the mother is the, 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 the great mother is not a PhD in pedagogy. It's not a PhD. The, 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 the great mother is, is the one who loves the child. And it's so selfless. And the energy is there. There's no calculation, basically. Affection rules and affection moves. So he's saying this is jnana shunya bhakti. There's no intellect, there's no conception. The gopis didn't try to understand Krishna, they just loved Krishna. And this is also described in the Bhagavatam. Then initially it's an intellectual endeavor to actually understand what is right for us because we don't like what is right for us, which is to take refuge of our position as God's servant. But when we make that decision, then we enter into our relationship with Krishna. And then we read the Bhagavatam out of affection. We read the Bhagavatam out of affection because it inspires our, our love for Krishna. And we just read it according to our relationship. Again, it's not profound, but I, I, I decided what's the best thing to do when I wake up in the morning? I think it's to read the Bhagavatam. And it's very interesting. I'm reading it. I'm reading Gajendra's prayers. And um, it's really not, it, it, it's, I can see it. It's not intellectual. It's relationship with Krishna. It's glorifying Krishna. It's not that I'm trying to remember everything or analyze everything point. I'm just hearing glorification of Krishna. And therefore it's a, it's a bit of more of a relish than a, than a chore. It's a really, it, 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 that it, it, and because my nature is, I have to say my nature is intellectual to some degree. And I generally approach things first from my understanding rather than my heart or my gut. It's my nature. Um, it's so much different. It's just relishing. It, 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 it's, it's not, it, at the part I'm reading, it's not highly intellectual. It's not anything that I don't, don't understand. There's not anything that's new. It's not anything that's, conceptually um, profound for me, et cetera, and the particular part I'm reading. It's just simple glorification, gender of prayers about God's majesty and who God is. And, and, and that, that position seems much more natural and effortless, some taste in that regard, than struggling with the text and trying to be a scholar trying to conceptualize and understand. Although Prabhupada said, it's not 
just a sentimental process. We use our intelligence. It, we, but, but the intelligence is used in the service of Krishna, not in the service of our ego. It's used, it's used to, to understand God's glories and, and move our heart. So here he's saying like that, this is what that land is. We are, we are under the affectionate guardian's hand. We do not know anything, but we are handled by our affectionate guardians in such a way that we live in the land of mystery, the land of dreams. It's not dreams that it doesn't exist. It's dreams of ideal. Because what is, I, what is the ideal? To always be in intense love and feel it and have that love reciprocated and be able to serve the object of our love and have a relationship with the object of love and really feel it deeply from the heart. We know in just a perspective in the, in the world, maybe slightly preferred in the way, that those times of, of feeling deep affection for someone are the most absorbing and the most pleasurable, even though the object of our affection is temporary and it's perhaps mixed with some type of, of, of uh, self-centeredness. But this is pure love. It's not only like pure love, it's God's love. And once you accept the concept of God, you can't quantify the feeling of happiness. You can't quantify the feeling of love. If you believe in God, that's what it means. And if you believe in God and there's a land like this and you enter into that, why would you want to enjoy and control, try to enjoy and control? What kind of happiness does that actually give? If you actually became powerful and you actually controlled something and you're actually in charge of people and you're actually famous, you actually appreciate and, and, and what would actually be the, 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 the feeling? That's why in the material realm, generally speaking, when God, I think Vaisheshabru told me, when we have material aspirations, they're never as good as we hope for. And generally, the disappointments are never as bad either. But this is not just an anticipation, a mental thing. Mano rete dasati. Mano rete bhavati dasati. I forgot that. It's not the mental plane. It's something higher. We think that we are holding a very low position, but in the Tatastavichar impartial judgment, this sort of life is the happiest position of a Jiva soul. A low position in the material world, what is the low position? It's, it's, it, it, it's when you are controlled. And the higher position is when you're the controller. So here, your position, you think, is not very high. You, and, and in that mood, everyone is serving Krishna. You don't have that ego and sense of superiority. But from the tatastavichar, the char means analysis, 
Nanas Chastra Vicharanaika Nipano, six Goswamis, Nana Shastra, all the Shastras, Vicharanaika, they analyze Nipano expertly. So Vichar, this is the Tatasta Vichar. You have no prejudicial consideration. Tatasta means on the border. From that impartial type of thing, you may be feeling that, but if you if you could actually step out of and analyze what can be higher than the position of love. And it's the happiest position. We are playing under the affectionate hand of the guardian and have some natural innate faith and consciousness to work according to their direction. Uh, the two simple analogies is the hand in relationship to the body. It serves the body, it's nourished, and it has meaning because that's what it is. And it participates equally in the nourishment of the whole. And the same thing in a symphony orchestra. There's some guidance, there's some direction, and you're under that direction. But it creates something so beautiful that everyone equally participates in. So God, God, the Supreme Lord is like a universal symphony and we have our role. And we participate in it. And we're happy about it because we share in the ecstasy of it. So he's, he's just, I'm trying to be philosophical here, but it, it's really just his poetic analysis of, 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 of this position of giving up the ego, the false ego, I'm the enjoying controller, and being the lover of God, and therefore moving under, out of love, moving under the direction of God which from material conception seems something low or, exploit, or exploitative, ex, exploitative. But from the position of, even the material position of love, it's the highest thing. When a mother is just serving the child selflessly, um, there could be a great pleasure in that. Gana Shunya Bhakti, there is no calculation, no self-interest, but we are so given to the central cause that it is as in a dream. Automatically, we're working like an instrument and we are happy. We are manipulated and handled by faith, by affection, by goodness, by love and by mercy. There is no there is no necessity of any individual's selfish calculation. You know, you, you have an image of, of kind of like floating in the ocean. You give up like the control. I went to the Dead Sea once and you float, it keeps you up. So it's very relaxing. Or someone is getting a 
I went to this Ayurvedic clinic and you get a good massage. It's just happening. There's no effort. You're surrendered to something. That's not such a good analogy. I have a little lamp on there because the, the light is not good. You look, no, look behind you. No, 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 you'll see on the desk there. There's, you see a little lamp? Just pull it out. No, just pull the thing out. Okay. Okay, here we go. Wow, I can see. Wonderful. Um, the very soul is thinking of our, the very soil is thinking of our interest. This to me is also the the, the beautiful concept of community where you put common interest over self-interest. And you can think when we have a good retreat or a festival and I, I try to organize them so that everybody's needs. So the whole thing is serving you better than you can serve yourself individually. And therefore you can relax and give up that idea that to be happy, I have to be the center which puts you in competition with everyone else, puts you in a defensive mood. And the very soil is serving you. The very community is serving you. The very relationship is serving you. And we know when we have that type of unit that serves us better than we serve ourselves in a conception of love and service, which nourishes our heart, then we're happy. Everyone there at the cost of their own interest is seeking the interest of the others. So that's a conception of the spiritual world. You don't have to think of your own interest because everything is working for your interest. And what's your interest? Your interest is the soul. And what's the soul? It's love. And everybody is working to facilitate that. There is no dirt of anandam rasam that for which we are searching, no dearth of that there. Profusely, everything is there. Affection, sympathy, mercy, and love are overflowing in the land of opulence. In any way we can, we must enter that plane. They will take care of us. Imagine how much energy we have to put in, in this world to take care of us. It's so, it's nice when someone takes care of you, isn't it? When you have no worries, everyone takes care of you. And what's the opposite? I have to struggle for everything I do. And especially when your desire is to control and enjoy, which is an immense, impossible, objective for the soul. So in any way we can, we must enter that place. The soil will take care of us. The soil is so high, so elevated, so good. Druma, Bhumis, Shintamani, Gunama, this is Tayam, Amritam, Kataganam, sweet, 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 
Everything is sweet in the land of sweetness. Madhurya, whoops, this light is really bright. Um, anyway, uh, he tried to give that conception of what happens when you become selfless, become devotional, when you overcome self-centered egotistical conception, when you open your heart, when you surrender, when you come under God's internal potency, which energizes your consciousness with a relationship with Krishna and with love. And then you just relax. You move with that you move with that energy because you love that energy. So there's a congruence between what you desire and what your reality is. And in the material world, there's no congruence with what you desire and what, and what the reality is. Because your desire is to enjoy and control. And we're not the controllers, so therefore we never can be the enjoyers. And I guess that's this world is just demonstrating that so profoundly. My God, I guess God is reacting to the, the way people are exploiting the environment, exploiting the animals, exploiting each other, the degradation of morals, of traditions, of, of, of everything. It's going breakneck speed. I'm not promoting war, I'm not promoting pandemic. But if there was nothing like that, would people be happy with the, where would the world be moving? It would, it would move equally in a hellish conditions, separating people from the soul, which is consciousness, which is made, made for love and devotion. And people are so, when people are completely free there's no external problems in one sense like that. People, people are lost. They're out of touch with the soul. And what is God demonstrating in this world? My God, we're not the controllers. We're not the enjoyers. It's, it's horrible. I spoke to um, one disciple in Moscow and one disciple in Ukraine. First spoke to the disciple in Ukraine, a very nice, very nice, cultured, compassionate. Wow. How heavy it is. Even though they're not in the war, they left Kiev and went to their parents' house but just suffering for them, for, for their compatriots and the degradation. And, the, and then I spoke to one in Moscow, how there's a whole list of, of because she's Russian, what she must be. And that's another type of impression. She told me that in certain universities in the West, they're banning Dostoevsky because he was Russian. And Dostoevsky was against the, <laughs> this type of stuff. He was such a religious, spiritual person. He had nothing to do with what's going on. So it's just, um, 
what is it? Petam Pedam Yatvi Petam Natesham. There's danger at every step. There's just danger at every step. So that's what you have to face if you want to enjoy and control. And now you have all these oligarchs who thought they were so powerful and people are taking their boats and, and they have no way. I'm not sympathetic. What, what I'm just saying is that's when you choose the illusory energy. It's just to, to enjoy and control. It just doesn't work. There was a, a uh, there was a, a Jewish mystic in in the Holocaust in in, in Auschwitz named Itti Hellison, and uh, she said something very profound. She said, "When you have an inner life, it doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on." Socrates. When he was being cursed to die, he said, let me speak to the Senate. And what did he tell his famous, the apology? Plato wrote the, about his guru, Socrates, the apology. He, he went in the Senate and he looked at them. He said, if you think you can harm me, you will not harm me. You will only harm yourself. Because he realized that what real harm is, is acting against the soul. That's the real harm. And that's what Bijmadev said. Bijmadev said, if you understand that there's God and accept he's supreme, and no matter what happens, bow your head, respond to your situation with Dharma, and do it under the guidance of, of the Vaishnavas and Brahmins, there's no cause for despondency, no matter how trying circumstances get. Because you'll extract the fruit of realization that you need to elevate your consciousness and bring you closer to the soul, which is the eternal position and free from duality. So we can read on. It is described in Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita and is found scattered in other Puranas that Mahaprabhu, Radha Govinda combined came to distribute their own inner wealth to the public. It is possible for us to approach and gain admittance into that flow. It is not static, but it is dynamic flow. Their inner wealth, and what's their inner wealth? Their inner wealth is prema bhakti. And, and, and Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, Radha, Radha Govinda, Radha Krishna, came to distribute in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And to the public. And it's possible for us to gain entrance into that flow. So the concept is flow. You're entering into something that's moving and you're moving with it. And, and why are you moving with it? Because you want to serve it. When you want to serve God, you move into God's energy of service. And that energy of service, the internal potency, 
it flows through your consciousness. So he's making the point again and again that this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give and we should surrender to it. We should, we know that we struggle with what's, what's right to do and what we want to do. What we want to do can be what's right to do, but not because we want it, <laughs> because it's right to do. So what's right doesn't discount our desires. It's just not all our desires are right. It doesn't mean all our desires are wrong. Many things we want, God also wants for us according to our level of our level of consciousness, our level of conditioning. Just like Arjuna, he surrendered fully to Krishna. Krishna told him to fight because he was a Kshatriya. It is necessary that we should become free from those that are subservient to us. What it means is from being the controller and the conception of it. One can be a guru, but only if he does it in a mood of service for his spiritual master. Not that he's looking. I give the example, it's the consciousness of a guru should not be like this, people are under me. The consciousness of guru should be, I am under my guru. <laughs> Always in one's consciousness. And therefore everything one does, even to guide others, is as a service. That's why when Srila Bhakti Siddhanta had his Vyasa Puja, he gave a famous speech that was called Humbler Than a Blade of Grass, and he was meditating because they would distinguish people in the audience. They must look at me as like an animal, a foolish animal. What am I doing sitting above people with all these garlands on me? And then he re re reiterated the point that even if one is in a position of authority, his consciousness is not to control. His consciousness is to serve. Servant leader, it's called. Our tendency in the Bharajiv conditioned position is that we should, that all should serve us and please us, but we must become free of that attitude. Not only must we be indifferent to them, but also we must have some positive service engagement. So not only are we indifferent, to having people serve us, but we have to have some positive servant engagement. And that's what a, a mission is for. That's what relationship with guru is for. You have some seva. You should have some seva, some service. All that are, is around us is higher. Every particle is of a higher superior substance. That is what is necessary, chidvalas. On the whole, our progress means that we shall not come in contact with any lower substance. Come in contact with lower substance means the consciousness of controlling and enjoying. Our whole progress means that we don't have that consciousness. 
we are encouraged to accept the mentality of us. We are the smallest of the small, the lowest of the low. We are, we are encouraged to accept the mentality of a servant, the servant of the servant. It is not hyperbolic. It is reality. We have to understand real life in service. All is good around us, superior to us. Necessarily, we should always invite some improvement ourselves to the association with higher agents. We're looking for those who have that mood and can communicate that mood. Every second, we can imbibe something positive. Um, okay, that's kind of finishing a section. So there's still 12 more minutes. If anybody wants to share a reflection they had in class or even a question. Okay, do Thanks you want to jump? Yeah. Um, it's so nice to hear that Namsaki is there. So that's number one. I'm happy to hear you. I'm happy that she is there with you. I'm very happy that that is happening. Yeah, you know, I mean, she was in Iran. It's just no fun. <laughs> and just, it's just mystical that she appeared here. And, and on Wednesday, we have a great facility, not here, but Bhaktivigyan Goswami has a, where he takes prasadam, some of his brahmacharyas live. It's, it's these two houses connected, big hall, there's two kitchens and uh, Naram Saki is gonna cook for the devotees with sedentary. personality at Ricehead. <laughs> Yangi, she's brought the ingredients and uh, I have, as Arjuna called it, my Punjabi kitchen. Can you get one of the pomegranates? It's over there, I'll show you. They brought me so many things, it's amazing. They brought me, um, once a year, the orange blossoms fall and they dry it and they make them into cookies. But what happened is, is we have, yeah, See, it's as big as my head. Wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> and you can't believe how much juicer in these pomegranates. Um, yeah, it's really, um, what happened, you know, we, I've been holding like a weekly kind of feast. And we have this young guy and he comes, Manas Goswami, I shared some of his. We bring Madunga players, we had a Kinchina, we had Javi, I think I let Javi speak at the last Wednesday class, only a few people were here. So we have that program. We have incredible Posada. I mean, the, the best, the best. And I was handing out all the Iranian things. They have these dates. It's not a codice and I'm talking about food. I actually had a feast at the Iskan place today, but they have these dates that you can't even, you can't even uh, export them because they'll just, they're so juicy, they'll turn to like wine in a second. So they, we handed that out to all the people and different sweets and things like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, Narmsaki's here and happy. Okay, anybody else like to ask, ask a question? 
Gail, you have your ch chance here. I usually don't allow you to ask questions. Oh, wow, Maharaj. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I actually, I had to join late today, so no questions, but thank you so much. Wow. This is it. <laughs> I don't wish you became a Catholic anymore. <laughs> okay. Anybody else like to comment something they appreciated? Okay, a few people say hello. Those of you I see, there's a few people from Colombia. I will be coming for Gore Purnima there now because Moscow obviously was canceled. And uh, I was headed there. I was looking forward to going there. I hadn't been there two years. I have nice disciples there and friends. So it was canceled. And uh, wow, when you book a ticket at the last moment, it's expensive. I, I tried to book a one-way, you know, a, a nonstop flight. And one-way nonstop was, was, was almost $2,000. Yeah, because it's so late. I mean, if I would have bought the ticket initially, the whole thing would have been like a thousand bucks, dollars. So I did get a ticket uh, on United Arab Emirates with an eight hour layover. So that's pretty good. But now I'll tell one of my, my favorite mother, <laughs> mother stories. One time I was at my mother's house and I, I said, she said, um, I said, mom, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go back to India. She said, um, what airline? I said, United Arab Emirates. And then I hear, I, I, I think I'm speaking to my mother on the phone. And then I hear a call my father, Wally, he's going on United Arab terrorists. <laughs> I said, mom, <laughs> these stories you don't make up. That's why they make these television shows about New York. I said, mom, it's not United Arab Emirates. It's an airline that goes through Bahrain. So my mother said, I hear it. Wally, he's going on United Arab Emirates through Iran. <laughs> okay. I can't tell if everybody laughed or not, but... <laughs> Okay, you just do, you liked it. Okay, thank you. Um, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much for the class. Wow, you're still blissful from... Yeah, yeah thank Yavit you. Now, and, and she she spent some time here at my ashram. Yeah, Had a very blissful time, made a lot of new friends. She, she roomed with Indira. That, that was a nice thing. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Isabella, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Thank you for class. Okay, hope to see you one day either here or in Colombia or in New York. Okay, Hare Krishna. Nice to see you. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Kamala. Thank you for the class. Oh, 
Uh, I should see you soon, hopefully, huh? Yes, there. The other days will be in Colombia already. What's that? Well, what happened is, what happened is, is when Moscow was canceled, then, you know, I had to, re so when Moscow was canceled, then Shyam Sundri said to me, please come for Gore Pornima. I said, well, I, I don't know. I, I have to see because there's so many things you have to adjust. I had to adjust my, um, I had already bought my ticket to, I had to adjust a few, I had to adjust the ticket that I bought, but somehow or other, Chumpak, we changed the dates and they gave me back money because the flights were cheaper when I changed the dates. So I guess it was a sign to go there. But I will uh, see you there um, after a short while anyway. So we'll st I'll still be stay till the end. We'll still be there for three weeks when you're there. Okay? All right. Also, oh, you're longer for a longer period. Well, I'm of staying time. the same amount of time. I'm standing longer, but I'm coming before, but I'm still spending the same amount of time that both of you were there. We'll be there together. I'm spending this another week before. Okay. Great, Maharaj. And I doubt if you can change your tickets and, and get more money. Because <laughs> sometimes you no. I tried to, I tried to change the, the ticket when it was all that changed the, the 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 ticket I bought to America. And it was it was five hundred dollars more. So I didn't change that one. Because then I thought, okay, now. I can go, you know, earlier. Anyway, I'll see you there. We'll have a good time. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Gumaraj. Tota Gopinath here. I'm Priya. Priya, how you go? Tota, how you go? Looking forward to seeing you. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Guraj, Paul Govinda. Thank you for class. I'll see you, I guess, next week sometime, right? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Are you you're coming back that Monday? I'm coming back that Monday, but it's not certain whether I have to go up to the Rivals first. Oh, okay. Because I have to. Anyway, I have to do okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, a little shit. Okay. I don't talk about it, but I have to do yeah, something. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Maharaj. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Asamala. Are you still sick? Uh, just a little like cough and. I think now it's just a uh, sinus infection from the weather and stuff because it's like hot one day and cold another day here. So okay. the temperature and flux and everything. You look like you're meant for Govardhan. I know. I'm ready to go back. Should have just stayed there. <laughs> yeah, you could have thrown away your passport and just yep. not opened your mouth and just wore the charter over your head and grown a beard. That was it. Simple. They would never catch you. Nope. Long sleeve shirts. Okay. Anybody else say hello? 
Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Sri Gandharvika. Sri Gandharvika, Hare Krishna. Okay. We are waiting for you in Sri Pallad in Govardhan. <laughs> you finish whatever you have to do. Okay. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for class. I'm very happy to know that you are coming soon. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. You didn't know that. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah, I've changed my whole ticket to come from Gokpanima. But I was looking forward to seeing your place. I think it's great. Thank that you. It's, it's near the ashram. Yeah, right? very close. Yeah, yeah. It's an apartment rather than a house now, right? It's a, it's a house, indeed. But it's a, a small land, not big uh, yard. It, it's like a house in like a little gated something uh, like that. I'm sorry, I think you are not listening to me very well. Um, it's a house in a small condo, and it has not big land around, but it's very comfortable, and uh, and we will be very happy. Uh, yeah, and it, it's walking yeah. distance from the ashram. That's like a, yeah, especially yeah. the new ashram. That's great. You have an extra guest room? Yes, of course. <laughs> That'll be very, very valuable in Krishna's service. I may even wind up there sometime. Okay. 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 Anybody else? Say hello. I'm in no rush today because I'm going to head out to Barsana. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the list. I see all the people, nice people that have come. Haribo, Gamarsh. Michelle Kaylee and Karuna's here. Wow. Haribo. <laughs> I, okay. It's so exciting for, that you're going to Barsana tonight. That sounds like such a, such a treat. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, look at your tea. You've got the tea lock. It looks great. Yeah, it's all, it's go time. Tea lock means, tea lock means I belong. I belong to Guru. I belong to Krishna. Just like in Vrindavan, the footprints are the tea lock, and Krishna never, the earth never erases the footprints because it's in that mood. I belong. Yeah. Well, I'm going to fake it till you make it. <laughs> Okay. Well, it was, it was a life transforming trip, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really was for all of us. Good. Good. Maras? Okay. You just here. Since you said you had a little time, may I ask a question? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, prayers, um, like, this is a personal feeling, you know? I don't, I don't know Krishna. I don't know God in that that sense, you know. But I, have, but I do know to some extent my Guru Maharaj, and I know that he is connected. So, but we hear so much of people praying direct to Krishna, it, or at least it can appear like that. We speak sometimes like that. Can you comment a little bit on that? Is it a mood thing or? No, it, it's, of course you can pray directly to Krishna, but it's one of the items of devotional service. But the first principle is Guru Padashraya. We take shelter of a guru and he engages us in devotional service. It's just like 
you, you're offering prasad to the deities, right? There can be two moods of it. One, you, you, you know, kind of your guru cooked the meal <laughs> and you're carrying it to the deities or, oh, no, I, um, no, this was something else. There's something called in a very advanced stage of devotional service. It's a practice called ekadaspam, where there's, a, you know, and it can be the guru or it manifests in your heart, you know, these 11 characteristics of per spiritual personality, what your dress is, what your family is, so many things like this. So someone can ask, you know, do you have to get it from a guru or can it manifest in the heart? And, and the thing is, it, it's kind of like this. It's... Um, The guru can give you the, the ingredients to cook and you cook on his order and you offer it to the deities or he can cook the meal and give it to you and you offer it to the deities. So it can be direct, but it's one of the items of devotional service and the guru in, engages the disciple in, in, in devotional service. And there are different types of prayers. You know, one prayer is in, in the mood of your eternal relationship with Krishna. And another prayer is praying for it. There's at the prayer, I've, I've, I'm, they own Vadika. It means it, it, it's, you pray as a young boy is attracted to a young girl. Let me have this same attraction. So it's a nice mood. You know, I only know my Guru Maharaj, but he's engaging you in devotional service, right? He could say, bring this offering and offering it to the deities. You know, you may not have been qualified to cook it, but he could say, bring this to the deities. So we don't disconnect it from that. Okay, Yudhisthira, thank you so much. Okay. One more person, and then I'm headed out. Okay, I see everybody there. Thank you so much. Thank you.